Well, yesterday no. was a first. <laughs> was a first. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. We were both we silent. In our training session. First time ever. Too yeah, much integrating. Normally we're like, we can't shut up. Like, normally we like run over time by half an hour because we just can't stop talking. Or I'll like wait five minutes between each set. <laughs> but yesterday, no. We'll Not explain so why. We're in our own experiences. That's why, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it was quite the weekend. Twas a fun time. Well, no one really knows what we're talking about. So, um, I'll just lead it off with uh, Raquel and I, and a few other people that we mutually know. Um, participated in a mushroom ceremony so that's a psilocybin mushroom ceremony for anyone who's like oh what the fuck are mushroom ceremonies so it's uh it's guided uh psychedelic experience i've had that was my second one um uh, and i the first first thing i would say is that the two two of those the two guided experiences like that that i've had are are so incredibly different um there's obviously there's a reason why and there's a pretty obvious reason why i had the experience the second time that i did um and yeah anyone who's had experience with psychedelics knows that um you know psychedelic like especially uh psilocybin mushrooms are very um emotionally amplifying so they tend to really make you feel all the feels all the like high highs and the low lows and everything in between is is multiplied by a thousand um so so it can be a lot and you know um one one thing i will say is is that uh for me personally in my experiences with, 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 uh, in the last two, two times doing the guided mushroom ceremonies, um, a lot of the work that I've already done, you know, and, and, you know, dealing with childhood traumas and, and, and wounds or whatever you want to call them, um, has really, really helped the ability to be in that space and allow the, the medicine, if you will, to just do what it does, um, without, you know, getting stuck in a really, really, really dark place, which, um, if I'm being honest, the last time I, the last time we were there, which was Saturday night, um, it, it was a dark, it was really dark for me. So anyway, I'll just leave it at that. Cause we're going to dive pretty deep into this, but yeah, why don't you why don't you kick us off with how you were feeling leading up to it, and then we'll we'll go from there. Yeah, so um, this is my this was my second time doing mushrooms, and I was just nervous because yeah, I was nervous and anxious. Those were my two feelings um, because it was the unknown, and I was going like to a location. It was like at a yoga studio, so it was just like a new location. And there was like 
I knew John and his girlfriend, and but like there were a lot of people who I didn't know there, and it was just the unknown. Like with any psychedelic or any like substance, you never know like how your body's going to react depending on the dose. Or I don't personally, at least, because I don't do it often. So I was like, what happens if you know, like all the ifs and all the stories that you create in your head, and um, so yeah, I was really nervous, I guess. And everyone was like, set intentions, set intentions. And I was like trying, but then I couldn't like think of any, because I was just so like in my head about it. Um, so yeah, that was my intro or like my lead up feeling to it. And then once we got there and everything was like settled, I got really comfortable pretty quickly and just like embraced the whole, the whole thing and was like, I'm already in it. So I might as well just like dive deep and go for it. Yeah. Kudos to you for, for surrendering completely to the experience. Cause you know, I, I, I know again, from, from both from experience of, you know, having done mushrooms like tens of times, um, as well as, you know, things like other, you know, things like acid and other kind of like psychoactive drugs like that, where, um, and, and even MDMA too, can really take people for a trip. Um, and you know, like a lot, a lot, and I've witnessed it. One of the, one of the mushroom experiences I was at, I, I witnessed someone leave that was like, they, they, they were so much in their own head that they, they had to leave the, the ceremony, um, which ironically is, is probably the worst thing you could do. I think, um, considering, once you drink the medicine, like once you drink the mushroom tea, it like it, it's in your system. So whether you leave the 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 group and and the the environment, which is extremely safe feeling, and it's 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 intended to be that way. Like once you leave, you're still gonna be f- like fucked up, right? So the the experience doesn't go away because c- you leave. So, um, yeah, just like I said, kudos to you for for your openness to like riding the wave. Because, like I said before, it's you know, there's super high highs and there's, there can be not always, but there can be really, really low lows. Um, and oftentimes people go through all of those experiences, um, depending on who they are and and what they're dealing with at any given moment in their life. Yeah. I mean, I was like, you know what, I'm already here and I might as well just like go through it. And you also told me like, when I told you I was anxious a few days or prior to, you said that you were like, well, you have to just like, you know, use your breath and you're already there. And like, you already have the mushrooms in your system. So you're either going to like, you know, get sober there and go through the journey there or like do it alone at home, which is like probably way less fun. (laughs) So, um, yeah, the environment was super safe. I think that's why I got like so settled in so quickly and was just like into the whole thing. Um, And like the facilitators were like amazing and just the environment was great. And yeah, I don't know. The whole thing was great. I definitely, uh, had quite the experience and like, I don't know, for the past few days, I've just been feeling a lot of the feels, I guess you could say, like I've cried a lot. (laughs) Um, but it's been, it's been good. Like I, like my, my head feels clear, but I also feel like I have so much fucking brain fog of like so many things to think of and say, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
that's the as they call it integration after the experience um the first thing well not the first thing but uh, the other thing i would add to what you said is that you know in my experience with with mushrooms which is maybe not the most experienced but it's certainly not a little bit um the experience that I've had with the ceremonies that are guided by facilitators um, and people who have done a lot of plant medicines and, you know, like have experience guiding people through that, that kind of um, event is totally different. It's a totally different experience than, you know, like dropping a couple of grams of mushrooms on your own and just like, you know, seeing what happens. Um, and, you know, I imagine that's also part of the comfort of and the safety of being guided is that, you know, you, you know that the people that, that are there guiding you, um, you know, they've, it's highly likely that they, they've experienced all the same kind of like roller coaster of emotions that you may or may not experience at any moment in time during the ceremony, right? So like, that's a huge plus too of versus, um, you know, just like going it alone in the dark and you're in your, in your house, like, you know, and the next thing you know, you're stuck in your head for, for a really long time. Um, yeah, but certainly, uh, the first time I did the ceremony, there was a lot less, um, emotions after, afterwards i had a the first time in my ceremony the first time was very it was very uplifting and it was very you know it had it dark it had its dark moments um but it was very uplifting and overall like extremely i i felt a lot of gratitude for everybody there and for you know just everything in general in my life and and all the positives and all the amazing things that are that have happened to me and probably will keep happening um so i felt that really high high um the first experience and my second experience was like much much more of the like low lows um now that's that's 100 my fault and we can get into what actually contributed for me and my experience um but i would like to hear from you a little bit about your experience because i know it's your first time we're like really diving deep um and I think I talk a lot on these podcasts and sometimes you don't talk as much. So I'd like to hear from you. Yeah. I mean, I thought I would be like, so open to sharing, like even like right after the experience when like everybody, so like after the, after the ceremony wrapped up, everybody like went downstairs and we like debriefed and I was just like sitting there in silence, like, holy fuck <laughs> like I don't even know what happened like I feel like for seven hours I was just like I don't know but um it it was an amazing experience I will 100% be doing it again and I have already told people in my life that they should do it whether they do it or not it's not for me to make them do it but like it was really a, an amazing experience um and people always say like whatever the medicine brings up for you is meant to be brought up so like even if it's not something that you want to see, like it, you know, it's there for a reason. Um, so I saw a bunch of things and like my, like the whole, I would say my experience was positive, but there were, were some dark moments 
And I think the dark moments are what are sticking with me mostly. Um, so it started, so we went into it. You had the choice to like go into the ceremony fasted or not. I ate breakfast that day, but then fasted for the rest of the day. And for me, um, fasting just like brings up like body and food things like from my past. So like the whole day I was like thinking like, oh my God, I didn't eat for seven hours. I didn't eat for eight hours. Like, am I drinking enough water? Or what am I going to eat when I'm done the fast? Like, I just couldn't stop going in my head about it. So the second I took the mushrooms and like they settled in like half an hour later, I like had a vision of my intestines and there were like these cutie little like things like dancing around and they were like, we're okay. And then they like, we're just chilling. And I don't know, to me, that was like, it's fine to like take a break and not worry about food or my body and like all this shit, like it'll do, it'll sort out its own stuff. So that was nice. Cause I was like, one of my intentions going in was like, I wonder if body image and disordered eating and all that stuff that I do every day will come up for me. Um, and I guess it did a little bit. And then that was like a positive thing. And then, um, there was this like song, like the whole time there was like an insane playlist, like a fucking amazing playlist. And there was this song, I don't know what it was. And it was like, I am. And then like, it would say things afterwards. And it just like, I just kept on like seeing my body and like thinking about my body and like, I am. And like, we get so caught up with all the bullshit. And then it was like, you're just like such a simple, like being in life. And like, I am whatever you want to put after the, I am. Um, and that was, that was good. Um, yeah. Did you get any of that body stuff or do you want me just to like tell my whole fucking experience? (laughs) Body stuff? No, I mean, you know, um, not body stuff. I guess we all have different experiences. I mean, you know, first, the, the different first difference between, you know, mine and your experience was twofold. One is that I, I was fasted for almost 24 hours before going in. So I didn't eat anything. Um, the like since dinner the night before was the last time I ate. And then the ceremony started at 6 PM. Um, I also like in my second time going, so I, I decided to significantly up the dosage. Um, so I think, what did you take on your first cup of the of the mushroom medicine you think you took what two grams two yeah so you started on two I started on five so that like (laughs) yeah so like um and I was also like again I was really really empty so um that hit me like a ton of bricks like big time that hit me hard uh right off the bat and I also like right as I was starting to get um feel the mushrooms like taking going into my system i uh i also got dosed with rapé uh which again will take you like it'll keep amplifying the the sensations that you have so anyone who doesn't know what rapé is it's like um it's this uh it's like powdered tobacco that gets like uh blown up your nose um it can be mixed with other stuff too but anyway for, for the most part i think it was tobacco at least it smells like tobacco and uh it just like sends you to a whole nother level. Um, so, but again, I I imagine, you know, we all kind of, there's the collective energy of the group and then there's each individual experience. Right. So, you know, we shared in the collective energy of the group, but, uh, definitely our experiences were, were totally different. And, um, you know, that's unique to 
the plant medicine, right? The, the, as you said, the medicine will show you, as long as you're open for it, if you're open to hearing and seeing it, the medicine will give you a message every time. There'll be something from it that you will take home that, that will change your, the way, maybe you already knew it, but you might, um, it just might hit at a totally different level, right? Like you just see it completely, maybe, maybe not again, not differently, but just in a way more profound way. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. You want me just to tell my entire story and then you'll tell yours. Sure. All right. Let's hear it. So, um, okay. Then I was seeing, okay. Then for like, I took two, as you said, two grams and I felt like I wasn't, I wasn't getting anywhere. Like after the intestine things, I was like, okay, like, nothing else is coming up. This is going to be a great seven hours. So then the guy, one of the facilitators was like, if you're feeling, if you're feeling called to take more then you can come and see me and we can like discuss a dosage. So I went up, he gave me one more gram. So I took the mushrooms. I went to go sit down and this time, like you just had to eat them, like just straight raw dog it. So I started (laughs) eating them. Actually, I lied. I looked down at the mushrooms and I, they were like moving a little bit. And I was like telling them how I love mushrooms. And like, I have an obsession with mushrooms, thought I would like, just respect them for a second. Then I ate them and I was like waiting for it to sink in. Then that's when the experience really started. So, um, I saw, I was lying down and I saw like, you know, in movies when there's like, they go into a cave and there's like so many fucking stairs, like stairs upon stairs, millions of stairs, you know? So I was, I was climbing the stairs. I was like in this cave with like high stairs and I got to the top and I was like celebrating the top. And then I looked up and there was like somebody I knew at the top and I was like, fuck, I didn't get to the top. So I like kept doing that over and over again. And and like, I know it was telling me, cause like, I do this all the time with comparison, especially with Instagram. Like I'm I like get to a place. Like I was like, once I get to 10 K followers, I'm going to be so happy. And then got to 10 K and I was like, it's not good enough. There's people above me. And then I'm like, once I get to 11 K, I'm going to be fine. And then I got to 11 K and like, it just keeps on happening to me every day. I like compare myself to the next person and like, you're never going to get, you know, satisfied with that. So I think it was just like telling me like celebrate the the wins that you achieve and then obviously like you know some competition is good to keep some fire under your ass but like it can't live a life of just chasing the next best person so that was a good message actually and I I did like that because I was like that's true you know I'm just like sitting in my office all day just like comparing myself to everyone else on social media as somebody who literally preaches to not compare yourself so I'm like okay, let's be authentic here. Um, yeah. Don't you love the, uh, the introspection of that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's again, that's, you know, one of, and for anybody who hasn't had a, you know, a true psychedelic experience, um, it, it, it has the power to show you your shit in sometimes in not so pleasant ways um that sounds at least pretty pleasant uh, a nice reminder to yourself um from yourself you know to both be authentic and in i think the word is integrity is what i would use and and i've felt all those same yeah. feelings too the like 
a lot a lot more so with like lifting weights or or with business and things like that where it's like once i have once i make this much money i'll be happy or once the gym has this many people at it we'll be good or once i lift this much weight i'll be good and and it, exactly the way you describe it you get there and it's like sweet now now what i have to keep going right um so i like that insight you provided there yeah and it was like cool because it was like showing me that, but you have to connect the dots for yourself, you know, like it's not going to, I mean, sometimes it shows you the whole fucking picture and it's right there in front of you. You don't have to do any thinking, which happened to me a lot with some of the stuff I'll tell you, but like with that, it, you could think like, I'm just climbing a mountain in my mushroom trip, but like, it's fucking telling you something that you have to like piece together. Um, yeah, def definitely. For sure. You, you got to be open to connecting the dots. Right. Like yeah. the mushrooms don't connect it for you. They just show you something. Right. Okay. Then this is when it got dark. So, uh, well, I guess I, I, yeah, I guess dark is relative because it was a pretty light. Now that I'm like reading back on my notes, it was like, you know, this was a pretty nice journey, but you know, it showed me some things that like stab me in the heart every day and that I just put to the back of my mind. So, um, my parents came up a lot for me for like the majority of the journey. And for those of you who don't know, my parents are divorced and, um, their divorce really affected me just cause like, I don't think anybody wants their parents to get divorced. And my dad and I specifically have always had a, we have a good relationship, but it's also like a very not traditional father daughter relationship. My dad traveled, for my whole life when he was, when I was a kid, he was like away in China on business. And so like, I never really had like that, like the father figure who like asks you how your day is. And that's something that I personally like lacked. Um, and my mom just like made up for that and not like, you know, undermining his work. Like he, he gave me a very great life, but my mom had to like, you know, play the double role of like, you know, like loving us extra or like getting us extra things because he, he wasn't always there or she would like ask my mom and I have a joke how like she interviews me every day because like if my dad's not asking me questions my mom wants to make sure that like I'm getting like all the the attention for what I do so she'll like overcompensate sometimes so anyway a lot of that came through for me during this and like it's something that I know in my regular life that I have to deal with just like you know, talking through things with my dad. Um, but it came through a lot. So what happened was I was sitting up on my mat and I was just like looking around the room. Cause it was just like, cool to, to like see everybody in the journey with you. And like the room was so fucking like set up really nicely and like the music and everybody's energy and just like seeing people, like people were lying down, people were dancing, people were like getting saged. Like it was just beautiful to see. So I like sat up and I saw like a triangle of three men and I saw Joey or Joe who like, who pretty much like ran the ceremony. And then I saw this guy, Alex, who was like one of the facilitators who like the second I saw him pre, like when I walked into the building, like no mushrooms, I like felt this like energy. And then you were at one of the corners of the room too. So there was like three people, three men and like this triangle and Joey was just like fanning somebody with sage. And I just started crying because like for the first time in my life, I felt like such like comfort in male energy. And you said this to me a few weeks ago, you were like, you've 
you like when you think about men, you don't have like a safe, um, like feeling with it, you know, cause like my whole life, like I was told that men only like skinny girls. So like I created this resentment and trauma in my body about men and like all this shit. So when I saw that, I was just like, it, I don't know. I got like a rush of emotion of like how men are actually, or can be such like a positive force. And I started crying and that was like the first cry that I had. It felt so like cathartic and amazing. And then it obviously brought me to my dad because male energy and it like made me appreciate him more than I do already. Cause I was like, although, you know, we might not have the, the strongest relationship, like the reason why, like he, I know he loves me beyond words. And like the reason why we don't have the strongest relationship is not because he doesn't love me, but because of like trauma that he brought on from his parents and his childhood. So like, it really just helped me understand like the whole picture rather than just like not understanding why he can't like call me and ask me how Instagram is going or why he's never even seen my Instagram because he won't download the app. Like it's little things that like bug me on a daily basis that like it, this really just like opened me up to the whole bigger picture. So yeah, that was like a huge thing for me. And it was just like, this is a safe space and like men can create safe space and have, you know, like masculine energy and, and all the things. It was like a really crazy feeling. Yeah, well, you know, we never really did the podcast where I talked about my last mushroom ceremony experience. Um, but it, you know, that what you're describing um, as as a feeling, I, I the last time I was in my experience, I also experienced that exact same thing from the male perspective. Um, you know, there was there was a, I think there was a larger number of women in the last, you know, in the last ceremony that I was at. Um, and I was just like, you know, obviously quite high on mushrooms and just watching this woman dance, like just completely unrestricted with no feelings of judgment attached to her. She was just free flowing. Right. And, um, you know, in that moment, I just had this, I wouldn't call it an epiphany because I already, again, like I've said, I already knew this, but it just hit, hit home on a totally different level, which is that, um, you know, one of, one of the powers of the, the masculine energy and um, one of the, probably one of the most important roles that a man could play in the male-female dynamic is the ability to hold safe space for the feminine energy. Um, and, and what I mean by that is the ability to create safety in the environment with their presence and make uh, the feminine energy feel safe to fully express without judgment, um, without fear of you know their own personal safety or the fear of being sexualized and things like that, right? Um, and so, you know, I felt that really strongly and, and it just, it hit me like, this is, this is one of the things that it, you know, this is, I just want to like, this is what it means to be a man, uh, is to be able to hold that space and to be able to cultivate that kind of energy. Um, and, you know, it, it, again, I resonate with, 
the other thing you said, you know, where you felt unsafe with men, um, again, because in my last experience, I literally witnessed a woman like reliving her sexual abuse trauma. And like, it's gut wrenching to hear that. And I've heard, I've heard a couple of, I've, I've witnessed and held space for, for a few women who have like gone through that trauma. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's a terrible thing to hear, right? Um, it's gut wrenching. It's heart aching. Um, maybe a better term is heartbreaking, not heart aching. Um, and again, it puts in perspective, like two things. One is hurt people, hurt people, right? Um, the embodied masculine, right? The man who has done work to, to heal himself, uh, the man who, who knows that he can hold safe space for somebody, you know, that's a different human than someone who, who might do something along the lines of sexually abuse somebody, right? Like that's a pretty fucked up person. And, and, and you, you know, it's easy to judge that person too. Um, and like I said, I think the first thing you got to remember in those moments is that hurt people hurt people. Right. So, and that's really sad, right? It's really sad that that's where people are at. Um, and it makes it all the more important two things. One to do the work, right. It's not your fault what happened to you, but it is your, your responsibility to deal with it. Right. Um, and it is your responsibility to, to be in, to own how you show up. Right. Um, and so yeah, it's, it's important. Right. And, and the other side of that too, is, is that for any of the, the women or people who, you know, who identify that way, who feel like they've been traumatized by men or by the masculine um i would also say that part of your healing journey is relearning how to be safe in the masculine in the presence of the masculine right now don't get me wrong i'm not underplaying healing within the feminine and in a safe space with women i'm not I'm not saying that there isn't value in that but what i am saying is is that that's only the yin it's not the yang Right. And um, in order to really come full circle and dealing with trauma, especially trauma around someone of the opposite sex, um, it involves being in the presence of men who are safe or in, in masculine presence that is safe um, so that you can really feel what that actually feels like and, and feel safe in it and know that it is possible to be safe there. Yeah, I agree hundred percent with that. I think that it's, I mean, like sexual abuse and sexual assault is a whole another topic. And I don't even want to like bring that up because I don't know how that feels. And I hope I never, ever do. Um, but like what I'm talking about when I say, I don't, I don't not trust men. I just like, I've had experiences that like, you know, have turned me off of men or like, you know, when women are like, ugh, men are so like toxic, blah, blah, blah. Like there's a reason they're saying that. They're not just trying to be like annoying girls who like are on dating apps, who like get ghosted by men and who are like, fuck all men. Like, I, I don't say that because I don't think that, like, I don't think all men are bad because there's bad women too. And it, it doesn't work like that. But I think like when you do have an experience that does, 
you know, create a memory that you don't forget, which is just another word for trauma. Like you, as much as you can be around men and like, you know, embrace the, the masculine energy or whatever, like you still have that in the back of your mind. So I think like what John said is, is holds true is that like, you do have to, you know, do your own work, but you also do need to put yourself back like in the ring, you know, it's like, it's like when you get in a car accident or, or if something happens to you in the car, like you can never not go in the car again. Like you need to, you know, take that time away from it, but then like, you know, get right back on the horse. Otherwise, you know, it creates like chronic trauma or like that chronic fear that you don't want to have. So I do agree with that. And that really was, um, yeah, that was like a whole, a whole cool thing that I saw. I don't know. It just hit me and it was really amazing. And then, um, after that, I, I like lie back down and close my eyes and was like, okay, I'm just going to like, see what else comes up. And, um, my grandfather came up, who's like my dad's dad, who I actually never met. He died two years before I was born. And everybody for my whole life has said that I would, like, I was just like him and we would get along. And I'm like, well, it's really unfortunate that I never got to meet him. And he oddly came through, like, I, I don't know it. I like saw him and I've seen pictures of him. So like, I know what he looks like and I saw him and it came up like right after I was thinking about my dad and our relationship. And like, he was like, you have to heal it. You have to heal it. And it was just like, holy fuck. Like I've never even met him. And like, I don't know, it was, it was insanely, um, just like, like you, when you're in the, when I personally was in that, I was like, nothing matters except for what's important to you. And like, we all have one life to live and there's like, there's only one chance to do things, you know, like if I don't heal this now and I just keep riding out, like I just have the past 23 years, like I'm going to be whatever, 46, but by the time my, like, by the time I blink an eye and then like, you know, you only have so much time with the people that you love. So like that, that's what I got, like figure your shit out or, or, you know, or you might regret it. That's what I took from what I was uh, seeing. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, I, I, again, I resonate with um, the feeling of nothing else matters. It's, you know, in that experience. Um, and I, I almost always have that experience, that feeling actually when I, whenever I've had mushrooms is that you're just like, you're so in your experience that literally nothing matters except what's happening in that moment. And it's, it's actually one of the most like unbelievable feelings to just feel like 100% present with right now. Um, and, and that's a really hard state to achieve like sober, if you know what I mean. Right. Like it's, um, you know, you start to get you're in presence with somebody or in doing something and, and it's easy for the mind to creep in and, and kind of like distract you. And, um, you know, as Michael Singer, anyone who knows who that is, maybe you don't, but he calls it the like the, the ripples of the of the mind. Right. And, and ripples can easily turn into waves the more attention you start to put on those thoughts. Right. Uh, and that takes you out of being here right now in presence or in flow state, if you will. Um, the other thing I wanted to say that you you talked about, um, and this might be a little bit unpopular, but I don't actually think so. Um, it's 
you know, there's a lot of talk about male toxicity. Um, and, and, and I think that, you know, we ought to recognize also, again, there's a yin and a yang, right? There's the hyper-toxic masculinity that we can all agree is not particularly good in, in certain circumstances. Uh, maybe in war, it might be good, but like every day, it's probably not the best. Um, but on the other side of that, there is like, there is this opportunity for, for women to become toxic. Uh, and what I mean by that feminine toxicity, and what I mean by that is like, I don't need no man and that and and um really downplaying and making men out to be the problem of the world I think that uh, and granted I recognize there's a lot of things in life that have made it made everything the way that it is and I can't change that uh, I can't change what's happened in the past and and the traumas of all people Right. But what I, what I, again, what I come back to is hurt people, hurt people. Right. Um, and so, you know, j- just for, for a thought for a second, right. If you're a woman and you have a son and you have a toxic attitude towards masculinity or towards men, you're going to, you're going to inadvertently give that attitude to your son. And that does not help raise the son's that you want to be the example of man in the world straight up right um quite frankly you know men need positive male influences and they need positive female influences right that's how they learn how to act right uh young boys and same with young girls right young girls again just the way that you said right young girls need both that positive mother or feminine influence and they also need that positive male influence because how many times have you heard of a woman who talks about like they they end up picking partners that are just like their dad who are like exactly the same toxic way that their dad was right um and so it it really shows the importance of how you know of the role that our energies play in in our offspring if we have them and our responsibility to both ourselves and to our future generations to do the work to stop perpetuating the the traumas that have impacted all of us. Damn. I love that. I think I think the best part of that was the the raising a son thing. Well, raising women too, but it's so true. Raising children is important. Cuz then you're it's just like the dimming their jobs. light. Yeah. yeah this is the future, right? These are these, these young children are the future. And, and, and it's our responsibility as parents or as adults to be the positive influence and show them what could be right. Um, And, and just, so just take a minute and let that sink in, especially if, if you intend on or do have children. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, all right. So then um, my journey continued and I, <laughs> I, at this point, I wish I took more mushrooms. Like next time I go, I will hundred percent start with three and then take four because I was like, for part of it, I was like, am I sober or do I just know how to like, you know, not feel like I'm out of control or did I just not take enough? Like I didn't know. And I kept on like going back and forth with like 
am I going to go take more? Am I going to go take more? And then I was like, no, the ceremony is going to be over soon. Cause like, we didn't know what time it was. So I just felt like every 20 minutes I was like, oh, the ceremony is going to be over soon. And I don't want to be high when it's over. So I'm not going to take more, but like, I did that for probably like an hour. So I should have just taken more anyways. Uh, then I moved on to my mom. So, um, <laughs> so I sat, I was sitting up again. Cause like the whole time I was just watching everyone, like it was so cool. And, uh, I, I was sitting up and Alicia, John's girlfriend was getting rapé and I, I was like watching her and, uh, it was so weird. Like the second I sat up, she like let out this big cry and then I felt something in me and I let, I started crying. I don't know what it was, but like, it was just, I don't know, like feminine energy or something. And like between her and I in the room, was this woman who I literally felt like such a magnetic force to because she was such, she had such like a strong motherly um, energy. And like before the ceremony started, we were all outside of the room. We had not taken mushrooms and I saw her and I'd met her once before at a breathwork class. I saw her and like, I gave her a hug on the stairs and I was just like, I just feel something good. And anyway, throughout the whole ceremony like she was just giving out such good vibes she was like John explained how one of the girls in his other ceremony was dancing like she was literally dancing for the majority of the ceremony just not giving a shit what anyone thought she was dancing alone and just like vibing to the music and anyway so that's just the backstory but yeah I saw Alicia she was crying I started crying and then I thought of my mom um and I like thought of my mom and whenever I think of my mom I start crying because I just love her so much but also I like had this vision that I was in the hallway of our house in front of my room like current me like 23 year old me was hugging her and then I looked down and fetus me was in her stomach and it was the weirdest fucking thing and then I felt such a connection to her because I was like I was living inside of you for nine months and now we're best friends and like I, my mom and I live together, uh, just us two. And, you know, I oftentimes don't appreciate her because I'm just like, it's everyday life. Like, you know, um, and like, I get frustrated a lot cause I don't have patience. And then this just like kept reminding me, like, appreciate her, appreciate her. Like she's your mother. And like, you only have one mother. And it was just like the, the feeling of appreciation and like her womb just like kept on showing up for me. And that was wild. And then the last thing for me was, um, I don't know why this was a very like ancestral night and it was weird because I know other people were having some like ancestral shit. Cause afterwards when we were debriefing, this man was like, I met my great grandparents who I've never met. And I was like, that happened to me. So it was really weird. Like the energy awesome. was flowing, but yeah, it was really cool. Uh, but do you want to hear a caveat before. to that? What? So one of the like the visions that I had I literally like went back like a thousand years and I was like just witnessing like my Viking ancestors sitting around a fucking fire <laughs> like all their beards and all that shit I was like I was like man what a what a lineage <laughs> like but it's funny it's it's funny how um 
you know, each individual person in those groups, like each individual person has their individual experience. And then there's also the collective like experience um, where each person, you know, they feel the energy of the room and it contributes to something for them within their experience. Right. So clearly yeah, our lineage, our ancestry was part of that. Cause I know Alicia also like, you know, had visions of her grandparents and things like that as well. Yeah, it's, it was really cool. Like when that guy said that, I was like, what the fuck? Like that happened to me too. So yeah. So, uh, backstory of the next thing I'm going to say for the past week, my family and I have been seeing things like my booby has been trying to talk to us and she hasn't done this since she died. Like my mom went to a medium right after she died and she had all these things come up. It's been three years. A lot of us like have not felt anything or like seen anything. I've ne- I never, ever see angel numbers. Like I never see three, 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 four, 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 five, 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 11, 11. I never see those things this week. I've seen three thirty three on the clock and 11, 11 every single day. And my cousin, I went to their house for Shabbat dinner. They were, I told them that they were like, no way. Booby's picture fell off our wall. It's never fallen off. Pictures don't fall off walls. Just that photo fell off the wall. And something else happened. I forget what it was during the ceremony. After I saw all this stuff with my mom and her womb, I was like the song switched. It was like a very like tribal song. And I started seeing like wolves and all these different eyes, like just like a million eyes. And then the wolf, the, yeah, the wolf's face switched to my Bobby's face. And I was like, Holy fuck. Like she's watching us. And like, it just, it came through and it was so weird. Cause like, I, I haven't had a dream about her and like, I don't know, it was just, it was crazy. So that was my experience. And then last thing was like my, um, I just kept on like getting this like reoccurring thing in my ear of like, be real, be real. Cause like, I feel like even though I am authentic, I'm like not hundred percent authentic all the time. Like in the past few days, I've just been acting like everything's normal, for example, but like everything's not fucking normal in my head, but you know, on my stories, everything's normal. So it kept on saying like, be real, but actually be real. Like, you know, real is one thing, but truly authentic is another thing. Um, so yeah, that was my whole experience. It was fucking not so there was a bit more, but we'll keep it to myself for now. Um, the only thing I couldn't figure out was like, I kept getting these feelings of jealousy and comparison, but I was like, I don't know. Like I can't, I couldn't pin the tail on the donkey. So I guess like the mountains, like me climbing the mountains, I think I have to like piece, put the pieces together, but yeah, I don't know. Jealousy and like, and like envy or something kept coming up. And I was like, what is this? But yeah, that was my experience. It was crazy. And the past few days have been a trip. Like I literally feel like I, I don't know. I'm like mourning a loss or something. It's, it's been crazy. Like I worked out yesterday with John, like the, <laughs> the beginning of this episode, that's what we were talking about. I just like, can't talk. My mom was like, what, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I don't know. I, I can't talk to you. She's worried about, she called my brother Josh and was like, I'm worried about Raquel. He's like, she's fine. She thinks I'm like going through something. I'm like, I just did too many mushrooms on the weekend. I need a minute to breathe. Well, you are going through something, right? Realistically, you are. I know. Um, You know, I think uh, anybody, again, anyone who's had like deep 
spiritual, you know, psychedelic experiences, uh, anyone who's done like deep, deep traumatic healing work, um, it's called integration, right? It's, it's your, you have to take time after and like, um, really figure out how to integrate what came up for you back into your everyday life. Right. And how does that look for you? Mm -hmm. And what does that mean for you? And maybe there's some actions to take in your life that, um, you know, might, help in help the integration process or or maybe the actions will you know are part of you know bringing up about a new version of you that you saw as a possibility in your in your trip right um you know i know i've said this before but like you know when i did training camp for the soul that six-day retreat um like I, i i couldn't uh I couldn't listen to music like for a really long time for, for I drove in silence. And I mean, I've been, I'm back to driving in silence again. I don't put anything on in terms of music in the car since Saturday. Um, so, you know, it, yeah, it happens and it's normal. And for people who aren't used to that, or they don't know that, you know, um, old habits of like internalizing can, can, uh, can take hold right it's like oh my god did i do something wrong why is she like this i I must have upset her right they're internalizing something and making it about themselves that's a learned habit by the way or learned behavior but um yeah it's just you know if they don't know it can be hard for them but you got to take your time and 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 you know when you're ready to be more open or you know things like that then you are right like yeah the the driving is a big thing honestly like I've said this too a million times that when I drive I talk to myself like I just talk to the windshield and I drive in silence sometimes um and that's what I've been doing too like the amount of times that I've missed my highway exit in the past two days just because I'm like talking or crying or doing something like it's been nice though it's really been nice but yeah I'd love to hear your experience now Okay, well, um, I touched a little bit about the first experience that I had. Um, so, you know, n- nothing other really significant from the other experience, other than what I already shared a little bit about, came through. I mean, I, I've I witnessed myself give my parents eulogy in the first experience, which was an interesting one. And I, and I witnessed also my, my frustrations with a lot of the way that things are. Um, and those kind of experience, you know, like I witnessed my parents eulogy and I like, I know exactly what the fuck I'm going to say when they, when I got to stand up there and do it. Um, which is like weird to think about, but, (laughs) but, but, you know, it's also cool because it's, you know, when, when I had that experience of like witnessing that I wasn't actually sad. I was, um, I, I was celebrating their life and the, um, how, how great of a life that they, they actually were able to live and achieve. Um, not, you know, also coming from a place of like this, like understanding of like, 
they're never gone, right? Like um, the the physical body, yes, it dies, but the energy of the person never dies, right? The energy of the person takes on different forms and goes on into being other things. Um, and so, right, it's just a, a change of, of form of energy. It's not a, like they're gone forever in, in a certain sense. Now that might trigger some people, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we trigger people all the time. It's, it's okay. But, you know, again, you spend enough time in the, in the psychedelic rabbit hole, you start to see, um, how closely related things are together and, um, how, how closely we are all related together. We're basically all the same shit, right? We're different iterations, different expressions of really similar energy. Um, no, we each have our uniqueness for sure, but um, we are all much, much, much more connected than uh, society might have us believe. That would at least be my opinion. Um, but coming to this, this past um, experience, I... Uh, you know, I, I didn't have too, too many intentions necessarily. I, I like to just kind of like sit in it right before it happens and let the, like, let the intention of what I'm feeling that moment just come through for me and be that, let that be my intention for the, for the experience. Um, but so what happened for me was that right before we went inside um, for the ceremony, I, I had a moment where, where I acted with very poor judgment. Um, and I acted in, 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 I guess the word that came to me continues to come to me actually, is I acted very cowardly. Uh, I had a moment where I could have had the courage to take ownership of something. Uh, and rather than be in integrity with myself and be the person that I preach to be to many other people, I acted in a really cowardly way. Um, and not only did that impact me, but it impacted Alicia as well. Um, and so without getting into all the details of what actually happened, that's basically what happened. <laughs> I, I acted in a way that was cowardly and, and lacked courage. And it was out of integrity with the person that I both claim to be and um, encourage other people to be as well. And needless to say, I had to sit in that. That was, that was the bulk of my experience was sitting in that pain for the whole fucking trip. Um, Wow. Yeah. So that that's why it was dark. There wasn't a lot of like high highs for me in that trip. It was very dark, especially um, like I said earlier, I took a relatively significant dose to start on an empty stomach. Um, and so like that shit just hit me like a ton of bricks, uh, five grams of mushrooms all at once. Um Right. Like, I, I think I said this after, like, I couldn't bury my face in the pillow, like deep enough down. I couldn't go like I couldn't escape it. Right. Like I couldn't get away from it. It was just 
like the, the the thing that kept coming coming through to me was just like have some fucking courage man right um it's crazy yeah. because if you didn't do that right before i wonder what it would have been like right exactly but that was just i mean that's what the universe prescribed <laughs> right um and so I had to ride that, you know, I did get to a point where like I was witnessing myself, like relive the moment right before and or laughing at myself for being like that. Right. And just like laughing a little bit and also, you know, like, you know, like sending out like this, you know, I knew Alicia would forgive me for what I did. Right. But like that, I, I, it just like, you know, I was sending out that like forgiveness energy, I guess, if you could say it like that. Um, and like, you know, part of the experience of the ceremony is that, you know, you're not supposed to talk to people, anybody except the facilitators and you're not to touch anybody. Um, so it's a very individual experience. And like the worst part of it was honestly for the, for the entire experience, I just wanted to like speak to her and touch her and like put my hands on her. Right. Uh, and I, and I did not do that until it was over. Um, we had our moment after where we, we, you know, I think you saw that we were sitting together and talking and just like figuring our shit out. Um, but yeah, it was, very dark very like you know um there's nothing like being high on psychedelics and sitting in the like the stew of all of your shortcomings <laughs> and all of your hypocrisy and um again that's again so again i come back to like dealing with having done a lot of work already um at least allowed me to be in that moment and not try and escape it. Um, I imagine many people who haven't experienced some of what, some of the work that I've done might have handled that differently. I don't know for sure, but um, yeah, it was just like, it was a stew of negative emotions or a stew of like less than fun or pleasant emotions um, you know, I'm grateful for the experience, right? I, I still had a good experience. Um, I'm still sitting now in that, you know, I, what I would describe it as is as forgiveness for my, to myself for what I did. It's where I'm at now. I, I'm, I'm still sitting in that is, uh, you know, not only did I, violate the trust of somebody else but i also did this myself right and so there's a healing process between alicia and i that we're going through and there's also the healing process of myself which is that you know i did what i did and and no matter how much you wish you didn't do it you can't undo it right once it's said it's said once you do it it's done like you can never undo it and so you know, that's where I'm struggling right now a little bit is with the, the, the self-forgiveness of, you know, really of, of, of like, of not being the person that, that um, in that moment that I could have been or that I claim to be. Um, 
And that is sad, made me sad. And it, and it, you know, it hurt my soul to, to act the way that I did. Um, not only because it, it's so out of integrity, but because it also impacts someone else that I care about deeply. And so, yeah, it's been a, you know, I've just, I've just felt this week so far a lot of really just, I don't really want to hang out with anybody, which isn't necessarily a new thing. Um, but like, (laughs) but I, you know, I just want to be alone more so than normal. Um, I do enjoy my alone time, but like, I, you know, it's just, I found conversation hard, um, just cause I'm still, still dealing with, like I said, trying to forgive myself for what happened and for my, you know, my lack of integrity in a moment that I really ought to have had the courage to be the person that I claim to be and encourage others to be. Um, so that's been a challenge to deal with, but you know, time takes time, takes forgiveness, takes self-love. Um, I'll get there. I'm just not there yet. <laughs> takes time. So yeah, that was, uh, that was really the bulk of my experience. Um, just, you know, overall, like I still had a, like the energy of the room was really great. And, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, not everyone is able to pick up on the energetics of a room or of other people. Um, I noticed that you also felt the same energy of that woman um, that we, uh, cause that, that you were talking about, because I also felt that same energy so much. So actually, you know, and that energy, I, I was craving that like safe motherly energy in the experience of what I was feeling. Um, so much so that I grabbed my blanket and I just went and laid on the ground in front of her while she was dancing. Um, so there was that, <laughs> right? Like I wanted to be in the presence of more in the presence of that safe energy. Um, and the other side of that too is, is that after the ceremony was done, <laughs> that woman, I don't know if you remember this, but she, or, or if you were there, but she, she literally said to me, she's like, She's like, I don't know what happened with you, but she said, I could feel that your heart was hurting. You were hurting so badly. And, you know, I was just doing what I was doing to help try and move your pain. So, you know, super interesting how, how people, how connected you can be. Like, I don't even know that woman's name. I've seen her twice at the ceremonies and twice we've shared a very, very similar um like opposing experience of of energetics um because she was at my last ceremony she said that yeah she was at my last ceremony too and you know what she said she says after the ceremony she's like i needed to be in the presence of all of you men here to feel safe to finally heal the 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 wounds that i have that have and the the traumas that have been committed to me by men in my life and i felt that in the whole room 
and for the whole time I was there, I felt that in that in that experience. Um, and so, yeah, it, I, those things, you know, the, the way that everyone comes together like that, it uh, it's it's it, it blows my mind. Um, a lot of people would say that like that's bullshit, you know, or or energy energetics is bullshit. It's not it's not founded by science. Um, that's cool. You just haven't been high enough on mushrooms. <laughs> it's not. It's not a peer-reviewed article, therefore it's not true. Like fucking right. suck a dick. <laughs> so are just so annoying. Like, why can't you just take something that you experience and believe it for what it is? Like, energy is a thing. How does Reiki work then? It doesn't. It well, doesn't. People work. would say that Reiki doesn't work either. It's the same shit. I mean, well, then it's, it's pseudoscience. You take your prescription pills. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, we don't need to ruffle everyone's feathers here. Um, but it's fun to ruffle. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I mean, I, I, the last episode we did, I definitely did a lot more of that. <laughs> um, oh th- this, this, this is much more about just sharing our experiences. Um, but yeah, the, there was a deep, there's always, you know, there was a deep, deep connection in the room uh, between all of us, despite the fact that we don't really even know who each other are. Um, and I appreciate that. And I feed off of that because I, you know, feel it deeply when I'm in those experiences. Also, when I'm, you know, mm-hmm. holding space for people and, um, you know, like holding space, you know, facilitating healing work. I also deeply feel that energetic connection between myself and the person I'm facilitating for. So it's cool. And I like it. It is cool. Yeah. It was honestly a crazy experience. And I was like, I wish I could just take a picture or like a video of what's going on. Like I took a mental video, obviously, but like, I just want to like, I texted you this. I was like, I just want to live in that room like forever. Mm-hmm. It was just so mm-hmm. nice to like not give a fuck about like my phone or the world or what time it was or food. Like everything was just like, it literally doesn't matter. Just like enjoy the experience. And I think that's also why like I am so shook was because I just told like I have not separated from my phone or social media or like all the bullshit in life that just saturates your brain for years. And I did it for one night on mushrooms and I'm like, who am I? Like a different person. Well, and that begs the question, who are you in general? Right. Um, and I think this is, again, this, you know, we've discussed before my struggles with social media here 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 it lies in in what you just said um because i and i was actually just thinking it's so funny how the world works synchronicities of the universe um i was actually just thinking about this before i uh before we got on this recording i was you know like thumbing through uh stories on instagram and i was like how fucking present you know are people when they're literally just recording everything that they do right 
like you're recording yourself do your yoga you're recording yourself do your meditation you're recording yourself do your fucking journaling like i call me crazy now look i'm not i don't i'm definitely not singling anybody out here but serious question if you're like that focused on making sure you got the right instagram angle for your for your stories and for your reels then i think you missed the fucking point of doing that work straight up right like the work of journaling the work of meditation is not to fucking take pictures and put it on instagram right the the beauty of nature and the beauty of solace in the forest and and the woods is not is not magnified by having a fucking phone to take a picture of it it's the experience in the actual moment and being there 100% that makes it amazing. It's not. And you know, what's funny is that I, I brought this crystal rock that I found in the woods with me. And like, I, in one of the moments of my trip, I like grabbed that rock and I was just like holding it between my two hands over my chest. And like, God damn, if every single moment of amazing experiences in the woods that I've had didn't flash through my mind, which no I mean, way. it did. Yeah, like it was like the that rock had all of that shit in it. It all just like went right through my mind. I saw all of it. I relived all those amazing moments. Um, just just by grabbing that rock and holding on to it, right? Like, um, and don't get me wrong, taking taking pictures is nice, but sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. I was gonna say, I think that you have a very um deep understanding of these things and then there's people like in the wellness space who have a very surface level understanding of these things so and I'm one of those people so I'm I'm right there with you if you're listening to this but like when you when you videotape yourself meditating like you consciously know the video is on so like you're making like you're not making the faces that you would normally make or you're like worrying like what you look like and I agree with you so I'm saying like there is, there's like the surface level version of all these, like all these things that you do, like meditate, journal, whatever, go for a walk that like, you know, you picture. And then there's things like what you do, um, which is like, you do it for yourself. That's my experience with it. Like whenever, that's why I don't, I used to like do breathing and I like posted it twice on Instagram. And then I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like I'm literally only breathing for Instagram versus like breathing for myself. So now I just don't do it anymore. But Yeah. Like even when I just said, um, I wish I could take a picture of the room. Like, why do you think I want to take a picture of the room? Like, cause I, I, I'm, I'm like, so it's so foreign to me to actually like put my phone down and look at something and enjoy it and embrace the moment. I'm so quick to like, just want to take a picture of everything. So this week, well, it's been two days of the week, but like since the ceremony, I've been like, I mean, it's my job. So I still like take pictures of everything, but like, I've been like taking pictures and saving it and then posting it later, which is just helping. Cause like, you know, I can actually just like take a quick video and then like be in the moment versus taking a video, posting it, making a caption, blah, blah, blah. And then like the moment's fucking over. And I'm like, wait, I didn't actually experience it in real life. Right. So I, I, you know, again, synchronicities of, of how everything just turns out and it always amazes me. But so I follow this woman on, on Instagram 
Her name is Yana Robinson. She's an author. Um, anyways, anybody who feels like uh, following her, she's got some interesting takes on everything. Uh, but she posted this today and uh, it goes like this. Now that I have your attention, I want to break down why new age language is vomit. <laughs> but she goes, um, there is a language that is often used in both the spiritual and personal development world that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Fuck yeah. I've been unpacking it this week. Firstly, what is new age language? Well, it's usually used by self-anointed white shamans in LA. <laughs> I fucking love this. <laughs> Who were formerly known as Steve, but are now known as Brother of the Earth and who did combo last night with their sacred sisters. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't know, combo is frog venom that you burn onto your skin and it makes you vomit. <laughs> uh, well, it's usually... Uh, sorry, anyway. Here, here are some of the words that make my stomach personally turn. King, codes, priestess, pachamama, sacred. H how is the word sacred becoming unsacred? That she puts that in brackets. Um, here's, here's what me, my mentors, therapists, and friends weighed in on in our conversation this week. One, it isn't grounded. Absolutely true. Two, it's more about ego and show. It's dress up. It's bandwagony. Fucking agree. A hundred percent. It's sometimes used by people who are constantly seeking, but never realizing. Fuck. Yes. Yes. It's bypassy. And that's why you hate it. I don't feel like people throw around this kind of language who people who throw around this kind of language have actually sat down in who they are. Again, coming back, like, this is just the same shit I'm saying. Uh, if you need to wear fairy wings and call yourself a priestess to move through the world, what aren't you looking at inside? I think this is why Burning Man has never been a go for me. Sometimes people are just throwing fluffy language around that other new agey people use in the hopes to belong to some group without being rooted in what they're saying. Fucking right. Here's what I'm really saying. I don't want to come to your combo ceremony with your sisters and drink cacao tea in white and talk about all the codes we downloaded while high on frog poison. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather talk to grounded, emotionally intelligent, connected to themselves men who don't need to wear a tutu and call themselves a king. Why? When the show drops, you actually see who people are. It's all fluffy acting and distracting and dress up. It's not grounded. It's not real. And it makes me want to barf. Oh, and stop sending love and light. That's bypassy. If I'm sick, send me fucking soup. Mic drop. That is hilarious. Love and light. Oh, fuck. Do you know how many fucking people I know that say that shit? It's, it's, well, that's the thing, right? Like, and this is you know, um, and full, recognize I'm judging. There's, there's an element of judgment there too. Right. Um, when we say these things, but there's also, an I do that too. I'm a fucking influencer. Right. But that's, and again, coming back to what I'm saying, which is, is that like, I, I respect the game of influencing and it's, it's, it's not an easy game to succeed at. 
because there's so much fucking noise. You have to break through the noise to get people to actually listen to you. And oftentimes that means being gimmicky, using fucking catchphrasey kind of words, using hype, um, you know, taking extreme positions on things without necessarily considering the other side. Um, and so, you know, I, I understand that, but, you know, I, part of doing the work and the most important part, important part of doing the work is to do it for you. It's not to do it for fucking other people. It's not to show the world that you're doing it. It's to do it because you know that at the end of the day, it's what's going to make your life better. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do agree. I think that's something big that like, I mean, I knew that, but like, it's, it's one thing to know and then one thing to like do, you know? Um, but I think since we met, you really challenged a lot of my beliefs and like that, that's why whenever we have conversations, whether they're on the podcast or in person, I like, it's not what I want to hear. And I like, I'll laugh it off or I'll be like, Ugh, I know what you're going to say next, you know? Cause like, I know, but I don't want to do it. But like with this mushroom ceremony, like when you did it last time, you literally said to me, everybody, or like people would be lucky to experience something like this in their life. So I was like, okay, done. Like there's, there's work to be done. I have a lot of, a lot of trauma to heal. And like, I want to do this for me. And it was like something that I do for myself that like, I feel like I haven't done something for myself in so long, even though I do something for myself every day. Like I care about my nutrition. I go to the gym. Those are all things for yourself, but like, they're all like fucking for Instagram, you know? And this was like the one thing where they were like, we're taking away your phone. You have to go upstairs for seven hours and deal with your own shit. And I was like, oh my God. And yeah, it was just, it was like, it was actually fully for me. And I think that's why I'm also so shocked. I'm like, whoa, I was like fully immersed in an experience for seven hours where I actually was like, like dealt cards of my life. And now I have to deal with it. For real. And that's, that's real fucking work. Right. And, and again, kudos to you for like one, having the awareness to even see that and two, to, to like step into that and fucking really like have the full experience because Mm-hmm. you know if you're the person listening to this and you go like oh my god i could never do that ask yourself this question what am i running from what am i so afraid of that i can't sit in it and be in it for for seven hours yeah. that'll tell you what you need to fucking sit in for seven hours right like because if, if if you're that afraid to to let go of your phone to not be able to text somebody right to to not go on instagram fucking seven hours is nothing it isn't like realistically seven hours is fuck all worth of time like that's a blip on the radar of the radar right like so ask yourself that question right like are you really that afraid of being with yourself truly present with yourself that you can't spend seven hours without taking a fucking picture or sending someone a text message yeah like the thing you've got some fucking work to do uh, right and, and, and like you know it, it's it's sad um but i guess the caveat to that is that you know it's an opportunity for growth for a lot of people when they're ready to do it yeah it is it is definitely and like afterwards when the ceremony was wrapped and uh 
I went downstairs, like the room was split. There was like all the guys on one side and then like some of the girls and some guys on the other side where we were sitting. I don't think you were downstairs yet, but all the guys were in the corner on their phones. And I like walked Mm -hmm. into the room and was just like, holy fuck. Like that's what I look like every day. Then there was the other table that I ended up joining with the woman who we both think has the mother spirit. She was just sitting there eating fruit, Mm -hmm. like a holy, a holy woman. And I sat with her and felt so like good to sit with her without my phone. Like I got my phone to text my mom because my mom thought I was probably going to die or something. But then I didn't go on Instagram. I just like put my phone upside down and was just talking to her. And like, I don't know, the past few days have just been like, I don't want to be on my phone all the time. And I, Mm -hmm. I sort of feel like I'm wrong when I'm on my phone, you know, like maybe I should just be with my thoughts, my, my good old brain, you know, sometimes it's good to just sit and like, listen to what you're thinking rather than like, I mean, I know I like, um, hide a lot of my emotion in my phone. Like I find comfort at the end of the day. Well, I'm on my phone all day, but like mm-hmm. when I can lie in my bed for three hours at night and just be on my phone, like mm-hmm. I find comfort in that. Cause I don't have to think about other shit that's going on in my life. For sure. It's a safety mechanism. Um, yeah. You know, you know, it's interesting because I had, <laughs> I love this shit because the, I mean, Alicia and I had a whole, like our, you know, 30 minutes of, of like, you know, connecting after the ceremony, you know, not, not in front of other people. Um, and I came down, I mean, I didn't get my phone out of the bag till we left. Right. And I really didn't look at my phone hardly really at all until the next morning. Right. Like, um, not that there was anything important on it really anyways. So, but the last time I was there, there was this guy right after the ceremony, we came down right after the fucking ceremony. This guy pulls out his phone. He's talking on the phone. He's texting. I literally wanted to look at them and be like, bro, put your fucking phone away, man. Like, just put it away. Just leave it alone. Right. Um, yeah. I know I've said that to Will when we've done mushrooms together guys on his phone I'm like bro that put that shit me. away oh yeah i've said it to you too put that shit away put it away right and i'm again look i recognize like and, and i know everyone can find the moments and the instances in their life where they fucking scroll through the reels on instagram for a couple hours or you know we all do it i'm not saying i'm i'm i'm, I'm innocent in this i'm guilty of it as well right um, and the fact, but I recognize that I'm guilty of it. And, and in the moments where I, I can be fully removed from it and present in something else, I commit to doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for people to realize that like that fucking thing doesn't need to go everywhere you go. It doesn't need to be a part of every single thing you do for every hour of the day. Right. Um, and yeah. it's hard when you're, it's hard for you. You know, I, I sympathize with you because you got it. You're, you're trying to make an income off of the internet. Right. So, so there is an aspect of it, like being work for you. Right. But that doesn't mean there can't be an opportunity in your life where you, you disconnect completely from it daily or whatever. Yeah. Like the ceremony when I was like lying there, cause like I don't know. I didn't take enough mushrooms. I don't think so. I was still having like sober thoughts. I was like thinking about the clinic that I work at and like social media. It wasn't all like trippy thoughts about my grandparents. Um, but I was thinking like, I'm going to be away from social media for seven hours and nobody is going to give a fuck. 
And that really just like put it into perspective because I like people take breaks. Like they'll say, I'm taking a 20 hour detox. I'm taking a weekend off of social. I'm taking a week off. I've never done that. Cause I'm like, I'm going to get pushed to the bottom of the algorithm. Like it just scares me to do that. Like even just taking the night off of it was, or the day I, I like stopped using my phone at like 3 PM, just like I was texting people, but not like social media. Um, until like the next day I was like, nobody missed me. Like nobody even knew I was gone or did a mushroom ceremony. So like, it's, it's fully fine. I, I don't know. Just put it into perspective for me, how like unimportant it is. Well, right. And that, you know, that just goes also goes to show you how superficial things like social media really are. Right. It's, it's not, yeah, there's no intimate connection with somebody. It's what, what have you, what, what entertainment have you given me lately? That's right. it. Right. And now, I mean, like, again, one of the first things that I did after training camp for the soul, which is, you know, all group, all of this into like self-development and healing work. I didn't go on fucking, I didn't do anything on Instagram for like over two months. I fucking ruined my Instagram account. I spent thousands, a thousand hours building it. I spent hundreds of dollars investing in equipment, investing in, in, in trying to fucking beat the algorithm. And I ruined it. I fucking pissed it away. Right. Cause I, I mean, I was North of 10,000 followers. So I had that swipe up shit and all that cool stuff. I thought, I thought it was so cool. Right. Um, yeah. But then I realized like, this isn't authenticity. It's not real me. So like, I couldn't do it anymore. And, and I still struggle with it. I still struggle with being consistent on there because there's fuck like right now. I don't, what do I want to say? Right. Like, what do I really want to put out there? Right. To yeah. floss my ego. Right. Like I'm, I'm in mourning. I'm in like, I'm in healing for myself. I went through fucking, I, I did something stupid and I, and I sat in that fucking, those emotions and i'm still still in the process of forgiving myself for what i did and and that means that i like again like do i want to put that shit on instagram like i really i don't know you know what i mean yeah oh i know i know what you mean the day after this the, the yeah on sunday i had to go to Yorkdale to a, a store to make stories for them like i'm working with this brand and i was like the last thing i want to fucking do is go to york right now I want to like lie in my bed and never see never see outdoors no I'm kidding but like I I was like making all these stories and like being like oh look how cute this outfit is and I was like I literally need to go heal my my traumas like I need yeah. to leave but you know that's how you got like you said you got to integrate you got to learn how to like you know bring it into regular life because you can't just escape reality now for sure I mean and you know I mean, hats off to you for being able to do it. Cause I'm, you know how many times in like a week I'm like, you know what? I just want to get lost in the fucking woods and never come back. <laughs> it's often, I know. you know, what? quite often you're literally meant to be with your Viking ancestors. Liberty. Oh, I know. I saw them all. I hung out with them. I sat around a fire with them, like the big ass beards and like, yeah, no, I, I, I have, you know, I have great pride in that ancestry, not, not just for, you know, being able to get to where we are now. Like, um, mm -hmm. 
and it's cool as fuck but you know i felt that deep inside me that connection to 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 those people who ultimately ended up creating getting me to where i mean like getting society or me my lineage to to this point in time right like that's like when you put it in perspective that's pretty cool um it is pretty cool but all in all i think that ceremony was absolutely amazing and i will never forget that and i'm definitely doing another one and for sure i went out for dinner last night and i was telling my family friends who i went with about it and the waitress was like can I please have the information? Like she was listening to me and I was like, yeah, sure. But you know, it's a, it's a compelling thing when you have such a great experience. And I don't know, I think, I think I can't say, I, I hope everybody experiences it. Cause like, I'm not here telling you to do mushrooms, but I think you should definitely look into it. Just be open to it. I, yeah. I mean, again, I would come back to most people would be lucky to have those experiences in their life um they're always available whenever you want them and yeah i think that a lot of people would really really benefit from any kind of healing work right mm-hmm. um, it doesn't have to be psychedelics it could be no. sober healing yeah that's harder though <laughs> yeah. um, right that. that's the difference you know what the difference is is that the difference is is that mushrooms thrusts you into it and you can't fucking stop it doing it sober like you have to willingly take yourself there and that's right. very scary for people but anyways i digress it, it's a worthwhile investment of time and energy and it will pay you dividends in your life. That would be what I would say. I would agree. When I came home, my mom was literally like, um, <laughs> did you just see me take a picture? No. Oh, I didn't know you were taking a picture, but. Uh, when I came home, my mom was like asking me about the thing. And I was like, you know what? I won't be a bitch. I won't be like, I can't tell you anything. So I was just like giving her the little sprinkle of what I experienced. And she was like, it's crazy how you came from dad and I like you were, you're just so different than all of us. So I was like, yeah, cause I'm not fucking passing along my wounds to my children. And she didn't think it was fun. <laughs> no, of course not. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can't, you know, I can't imagine like me sitting down and like explaining a like mushroom ceremony to my parents. Like, is this something that's so foreign to them? Right. I mean, so foreign. Yeah. Tell my mom like, she should do it. Oh my God. I, I can only imagine what would come up for my dad or my mom if they fucking got like dosed with some mushrooms and had to sit in their, in their shit for a little while. <laughs> oh my God. Crazy. Uh, It'd be fucking awesome. I'd love, you know what? Honestly, I would sit there with them and I'd get high as fuck with them and ride the wave. I'd help them through it. Yeah. I'd ride it with them. It would be cool for sure. Well, that, that's us being vulnerable. This might yeah. Be the that was, yet. It's definitely the longest. Yeah. Well, it had to be. We just had so much to say. 
hundred percent. Well, I think I'm complete. I don't know about you. I am very complete. Beautiful. Twas great. Where can we find you? Oh, uh, at Raquel Bonita on Instagram and TikTok and my other podcast on Apple, Spotify, uh, called Confessions of a Thick Thigh. Where can they find you? You can find me occasionally on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, at the wounded athlete. And, um, also you can find the gym, my gym at VSC fitness. If you're ever looking for great workouts. Anyways, yeah, thank you I was all trying to listening. convince. Remember, hold on, last one. Remember when I was trying to convince the woman who we thought had mother energy to come to the gym after? Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. I do. <laughs> Honestly, she <laughs> trying probably have a great time. She'd love it. Anyways, all right. See you later. Peace. Bye.